This podcast is part of the Big Data Beards virtual race to Splunk.conf. Be sure to tune in to all the racing action by visiting youtube.com forward slash big data beard or simply visit bigdatabeard.com and click virtual race You're listening to the Big Data Beard. Well, hi, everybody. This is Corey Minton with another edition of the Big Data Beard podcast that is part of our virtual race to Splunks.conf. And I'm joined by my co-hosting partner, Brett Roberts. Brett, how you doing today, buddy? Oh, the car's a, it's a little banged up over this race <laughs> so far. But, uh, you know, it's been a, a fantastic, fantastic, you know, preamble to conf. I'm just so excited and uh, excited to see who actually wins at the end of the, the, end of the 10 days. Man, it's it's coming down to the wire. So this is uh, today's race is, if you haven't uh, had a chance to check it out, you can uh, visit BigDataBeard.com and simply click Virtual Race to Conf, or you can find us on YouTube if you just search Big Data Beard and you'll f- see the streams. Today's race is actually being run at the Mount Panorama Circuit, better known as Bathurst, home of Australian V8 supercar racing. Uh, and it is sponsored by our friends at Intel. And today we've got a couple of great folks from Intel joining us to have a conversation about about the fact that Intel is not only a supplier of great technology uh, and a great partner of Splunk's, but also a great Splunk customer. So to talk about uh, all the things going on with Intel, I'd like to welcome Jack Noel. He's a security solutions architect for Intel and Merritt Sitson. He's a technical solutions specialist in Intel's data platform sales group. Jack, I'll start with you. How are you doing today, sir? Uh, Doing very good. Glad to be here. Awesome. And Merritt, welcome to the uh, welcome to the Big Data Beard Podcast. Did you grow a beard for us? No, I, I don't have one of those faces for a beard. <laughs> That's okay. I have a face for radio, so it's all good. <laughs> well, why don't we start by talking about uh, a little bit about Intel's relationship with Splunk? Sure, I can start. This is Jack. So um, as you mentioned, right, I'm a security solutions architect in our internal uh, IT information security organization. So uh, I focus on security monitor and response capabilities. And we selected Splunk along with some other solutions uh, a few years back to, to help us with that monitor response. So we use Splunk Enterprise, uh, Splunk uh, uh, Enterprise Security as our SIM uh, to help us uh, with our InfoSec mission. Nice. So Splunk is obviously a, a kind of one recognized as a leader in that that sim area. What what exactly or what specifically uh, is it that's, that that you think is most valuable in using Splunk as a, as a sim tool to achieve that mission? Yeah, probably one of the key differentiators of Splunk against everything else in the market is is time to value, right? Splunk just works for the most part. You can get it up and running very quickly uh, and and start realizing value uh, very quickly, whether it's your, your SIM use cases or some uh, other set of analysis. So, you know, I mentioned we use it for SIM, but we also use it for our, our entire information security organization. So your traditional SOC 24-7, 365 uh, security operations, but we also use it for vulnerability management, risk management, uh, threat intelligence, you name it it's it's a it's a tool and a capability for uh our our entire information security organization which at intel is about a 400 person org 
Wow. So Splunk's really at the core of your cyber intelligence platform. I'm curious, from a just from a mission and vision perspective, when you think about what your your uh, your CI, your your CISO talks about, what are the the kind of the core tenants and the core expectations that your team has around delivering a next generation cyber intelligence platform? Yeah, our our mission is basically to keep Intel legal and secure, right? And Intel's a big company, global company, uh, you know, uh, you know, tens, hundreds of data centers around the world, uh, uh, over a million uh, uh, endpoints when you talk about server and client and network. Um, so it's a, it's a, it's a, <laughs> a, um, a, a hard mission, I guess, for lack of a better term. Uh, but uh, our mission is also never done. Right, we're we're constantly fighting the battle every day, and in security, uh, some of the ways that you typically measure success uh, uh, towards that mission are things like mean time to mean time to detect, mean time to respond, uh, and we really uh, have proven out that that Splunk and some of the adjoining capabilities like Kafka uh, for for PubSub messaging system and stream processing uh, have helped us, uh, you know, uh, get much better uh, in that mission and uh, with those indicators, uh, you know, over what we used to use. Yeah, so, I mean, obviously measuring success is important, but Equally important, have you caught any bad guys with Splunk? McBurglar. Right? <laughs> oh, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we, we catch them uh, every day in the hundreds and thousands, right? Bad guys is kind of a relative term. Mm -hmm. uh, in security, you know, the, the bad actor is, is most often faceless. Right. So uh, it's it's a piece of malware or or something a little bit deeper, like a advanced persistent threat, a nation state. Uh, so, uh, you know, one of the um, strategies we have is 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 to hunt for the one percent. So if we can get really good at at uh, preventing and detecting and stopping and evicting, you know, 99 percent of the threats, you know, with the technology, then we can our people and 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 our advanced technology can spend the time uh, hunting for those really complex advanced things so when you say um, preventing you know 99% that's you know thousands millions of pieces of malware uh, that potentially uh, are threats in our environment on a daily basis um, uh, command and control systems data exfiltration so uh, you know this cyber intelligence platform uh, including Splunk uh, has helped us again uh, uh, you know, achieve that mission of, you know, preventing and detecting, uh, you know, things in, in the, in the thousands per day. Yeah. It's, it's interesting to me when I think about Intel, I would have to think that from a security perspective, one of the most important and critical activities, and I'm assuming, and I kind of want you to validate this would be that data exfiltration thing you talked about because intellectual property at a company that is as innovative and as forward thinking and the levels of research and innovation driving the market that has to be incredibly important is that is that one of the most prevalent sorts of attacks that you're attack vectors that you're dealing with i wouldn't say prevalent but uh definitely um uh it definitely does exist it is a common uh attack vector whether it's you know coming from an external threat uh where they're trying to get in and get stuff out or an insider threat 
right? Which is very real in in all companies today. So uh, we have to address both of those. And uh, but the, the the commonality between those things is, yeah, they're trying to get data out of our environment uh, and into their environments for whatever purposes, whether it's uh, you know to to sell it on the black market or to uh, to uh, you know recreate or steal our intellectual property to to you know come to market with a competing product that's uh, you know uh, as good or cheaper right um so yeah it is a it is a common uh threat vector and a common uh, uh technique uh but you know it's it's one of thousands of things that we have to to address in this platform yeah so i'm curious you know how has splunk evolved from when you first deployed it to kind of start to to meet your mission to where it is now kind of what does that evolution look like um, well, that's a hard question because, you know, we're a relatively new Swank customer. Um, we first deployed it probably in POC about three years ago. Uh, so Splunk, uh, you know, was already the leader uh, in in this market, right? But I can tell you, I've been working in this job and in this role uh, at at Intel for over ten years, and I've worked in this role at other companies. So I've been following the market for years, and I can say that Splunk emerged, say, into the the Sim Magic Quadrant uh, before it really was a Sim. It was a log analytics tool, but it was a really cool log analytics tool that they started to um, 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 align uh, towards the security community. And the security community really uh, 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 adopted it very quickly and rapidly. But when when they first appeared on that magic quadrant, they didn't truly have a... a, a, a um, an enterprise scale sim and but they quickly recognized it and and brought es up to scale and uh and it continues to be the the leader uh in in this segment of the market absolutely so i'm curious jack you've got a kind of an interesting perspective because you you not only are a you know, a, a Splunk user, uh, using it in the mission uh, to support your cyber intelligence and cybersecurity platform there at Intel. But but you're also, you work for a company that, that builds uh, hardware, right? Some of the world leading hardware for accelerating Splunk. And I'm curious from your perspective, like in that seat of, you know, hey, I'm a user, but I'm also working for this company that makes incredible uh, hardware. What are you looking for? Like when you think about your Splunk architecture, like what are the things that are most important to you when you start to make decisions? Yeah, I mean the common thing, and the most are looking for better, faster, cheaper, uh, in, in that order, right? Sometimes people um, prioritize those things uh, in the wrong order, like fast or like cheaper, uh, better, faster. Uh, but better, faster, cheaper is is kind of uh, our our mantra. Uh, and as you mentioned, right? I'm um, I, I mentioned earlier, I'm in IT infosec. I I don't make money for the company. I cost the company money to keep it legal and secure. So I am a customer of Splunk, and I'm also a customer of Intel. I just so happen to work for Intel as, as well. So we're constantly looking uh, to uh, get the the best performance, better performance, faster performance out of Splunk. 
uh, uh, at a cheaper price point. And when I say a cheaper price point, whether that's a smaller data center footprint, smaller uh, 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 storage footprint, smaller uh, uh, set of, of servers, uh, but again, not at the risk of getting lesser performance, um, um, you know, out of the the software. Yeah, absolutely. What's I've always I've always been a fan of the idea of you can have good, fast, and cheap. Good, fast, or cheap, and you get to pick two, right? Yeah, <laughs> like you, yeah. they can't have all three. So I think it aligns nicely to uh, to what you're seeing. So I'm curious do you have a do you have a path where you know in the partnership you're able to take the things that are you know, kind of your best practices, the things you're learning and hand those back to Splunk as, as a partner. Is that something that Intel's capable of doing? We do. Yeah. We've so, um, you know, through our partnership as a company, now Intel as a uh, product uh, manufacturing company that, that manufactures Intel architecture, uh, CPUs, storage, uh, uh, chipsets, um, there's a lot of interest in in you know what we've done uh, internally uh, with Splunk on Intel architecture because uh, we are constantly looking at Intel architecture to help us solve that uh, better, faster, cheaper. Uh, at the same time, I got I got to call out right when I say cheaper, we buy hardware just like any other IT shop. It's I don't get it for free, um, so. <laughs> I, you know, I, I just don't go to the, you know, to the grab bag and say, give me, you know, all of these CPUs. Thank you very much. No, I, I have, to, there has to be a thoughtful process into what's the best CPU. How do we take advantage of the CPU? What's the best storage? How do we take advantage of the storage? What's the best IO? Uh, what's the best network? And it just so happens that Intel manufactures and, and produces products in all those spaces. Um, so our product teams are very interested in what uh, what I'm doing with my team, uh, as well as Splunk is very interested because uh, again, there's this is a a meaty use case, right? The security uh, market is huge and growing, and um, so through that partnership with with our product groups and Splunk, uh, we have something internal to our IT department called IT at Intel, and that's where uh, we take. Uh, stories of interest, uh, and we share them with the public. We write white papers. We do blogs like this here today, right? Or, uh, excuse me, um, not blogs. Uh, podcast. Podcast, I'm sorry. Uh, but we do blogs as well. We do white papers. We do podcasts. Uh, I've been kind of on a a virtual conference tour uh, in, the, in the past year, whether it was Splunk.conf last year, uh, on stage in their security uh, uh, super session, or at Kafka Summit, or uh, um, uh, RSA, uh, sharing this story uh, because we see there's mutual benefit for both Intel uh, and Splunk in terms of um, you know revenue opportunities. But at the end of the day, I'm not a salesman. My mission, again, my job, keep Intel legal and secure. And it just so happens that that uh, people are interested in that story. Well, that's awesome, man. I love to hear that. Well, Merritt, I'm curious from your perspective. Like Intel's a, a, a clearly a technology partner, as as Jack outlined. Um, mm -hmm. Tell me a little bit about what your kind of your excitement, the enthusiasm from Intel is around being part of that technical partner community with Splunk. Well, about two years ago, uh, I was I met up with Jack and a couple other folks uh, where he's based in California, and and what I came to find out was that they weren't getting a good look 
into the, the deep insides of um, the Intel technology, because as Jack said, he buys the technology just like anybody else would. Uh, but we have our roadmaps, what's coming and gives him a lookout six months, nine months, 12 months. Uh, at the same time, we ended up uh, engaging with Splunk Engineering. Uh, and at that point, we started working with the, the folks that are in your enterprise that are actually writing the software. So that collaboration between what I'm seeing from what we can offer from performance in chips and storage and networking uh, has a direct impact on the performance of the Splunk application. Very often I'll tell people that I don't uh, drive race cars, I build them. And the first thing I have to understand is what race are we running in? Um, and, you know, this has been something I've used for years. It just happened to be that, you know, we've got, you know, the big data beard uh, racing um, going on right now. But that's, that's one of those key things that really understanding what that is. And I always, after I get an understanding of the race, the next thing I want to know is what, sh what are you concerned about? And that's, you know, where when we were working with uh, your engineering team, it was, please tell us what the KPIs that matter to your customers. Uh, and when you buy a car, you don't go and say, hey, I want to buy brakes. You say you're looking at safety or you're looking at um, miles per gallon. You know, you're operating that. Those are the KPIs that you look at. So my job is to understand what those are and then go back and make sure that I build the platform that enables the software to deliver the KPI. And we, we meet every week with your engineering team and it's phenomenal. And we've got about five folks that are deep engineers in your organization. And we bring all of our engineers together and we talk, you know, it's like football talk on the weekend. We get down in the weeds and it's a lot of fun. No, that's awesome. Yeah. It is interesting to hear that that's, that you're able to actually meet with the Splunk engineering team. Mm -hmm. I mean, what, what, what's necessary there? Like what is the, you know, what are the ways that you're helping them optimize the platform so that they can take advantage of Intel technologies? Um, well, the biggest thing was the, the openness. I mean, just absolute, uh, this is our dirty laundry. So when we find something either way, uh, both organizations have really taken uh, an eyes wide open approach to this. It's better to know it and acknowledge it and then figure out a way to fix it. Uh, and, and we, we've really done that. And so that has been probably the biggest piece. Uh, early on, one of the, along with the KPIs, we said, okay, we need to know what your KPIs, what your customers rate you on. But then we said, can you share with us what the tool sets are that you measure that so that we can do realistic measurements that match your measurements as opposed to, and I'm sure you've seen them, Corey or Brett, where you, you get something and it's like this configuration architecture is so stilted that yes, it'll work like that, but that's not how people use it. So we didn't want to do that. Uh, I spent 23 years in enterprise on Jack's side, uh, of the house. And I hated when I saw those things. So you also provided us with all of the tool sets that you used and we configured them to match the way you guys did it. And we couldn't have done that if we didn't trust each other, we weren't open and honest, uh, and we really dug down into the details to make it better because we had one overriding thing was to deliver better performance to the end user customer. And as a group, we believed that if we do that, we will all win because the customer, because there, there's a limited amount of money to go around in any enterprise when you're buying things. But never have I saved money when I worked in 
on the enterprise side of the house, that that money just went back and everyone was like, hey, hey, this is great. No, it got plowed right back into the business. So that meant they were able to buy new hardware, new gear, new things for the next project that was up. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm curious when you like when you go talk to those, you know, the Splunk customers, uh, and probably I, I would guess that this is true of most kind of data analytics platforms. What are what are those key the metrics you keep referencing KPIs? Like, what are some of those KPIs that they're driving that 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 you and the team at Intel uh, are either focused on or have the ability to go affect uh, when partnering with companies like Splunk? Well, one of the big ones is you know the the number of searches per day. You know, that's, that's a big one. How, how often, you know, and what is the amount of time it takes for those things to come back? So that, that would probably be like, like an easy one. But when you look at a platform and going back to the race car analogy is that how those parts work together. Uh, one of the biggest places that you can see latency in that is the IO stack, you know, running your search, going down, pulling data off of a disc or out of an index, uh, and then getting that back up to where, you know, you can then provide that report. Eliminating that as a bottleneck was very important. I mean, to be able to, to go in there and say, you know, so for Jack's implementation, for example, he runs on all SSDs, no hard drives at all. And today with the price of NVMe drives, which are also SSDs, uh, there's no reason to even think about, especially in your, in your hot tier, but in all of our tiers today, we run on SSDs and there's a performance benefit on being able to get that data very, very quickly. Then the other one is networking, you know, and again, people think of Intel as a chip company, but we sell lots of NICs. And if you can't, if you got a skinny pipe, you're going to slow that data transfer down. So it's looking at all of those things as a system level saying, how do I handle all of these so that as I uncover a rock, I solve that, I then look for the next rock and get that out of the way. Um, so it's, it's really doing that in a way that benefits the customer. If the customer does better, they like Intel better, they like Intel better, they like Splunk better, because now they're, the, the product is what they see. They see your product, they don't see mine. So they're happier with you, you're happy with us, and the customer's happy. Yeah, so you mentioned NVMe, you mentioned some networking and, and, and these advances in Intel technology, and, and these are driving better performance or driving more density or they're you know, savings on costs. Which of these are you probably most excited about as it pertains to, to Splunk and what customers are looking for? Well, we've got something new coming up here. Uh, and one of the, it happens to be in the chip space, uh, our NVMe drives are out there, they're available and we're just increasing the, the density of them. So on that side, that's going along, you know, better, uh, PCIe, uh, four is out. So that's speeds up that traffic on that side. And that's just simply a protocol. doesn't have anything to do with the underlying silicon in this case. But one of the things that, because you guys use a column or data store in the back end, uh, data gets compressed and decompressed. So if we can accelerate that simple process, when you pull data after it's been written for all those searches, we can accelerate the speed at which you can now give a report or a search back. To the end users. And that's time. And I'll tell you what, when you're waiting for something and it takes you 20 seconds, you know, for your screen to go, it is, you, you might as well be an hour. It is 
mind numbing and irritating. So if we can take that from 20 seconds down to 15 or to 10 seconds, that matters. And just by doing these little tiny tweaks and sharing them with your engineering team, letting them know what they are and why, how they're used, then we go through and they say, these are the three things we want to focus on for this next quarter. Uh, and we march to that tune. So, Jack, you know, Merit tells us a lot of great things about, you know, hardware innovations, and that's amazing that we're driving such performance and density uh, using Intel's great innovation there. But I'm curious from your perspective, again, as a practitioner, as somebody has to, uh, you know, design and implement this thing at the scale of, as you talked about, Intel's massive uh, cybersecurity platform, what does it really take? Like, what are some actionable steps that folks can take away in getting it right when you're designing your Splunk architecture? Yeah, I just say I totally agree with everything that Merritt Merritt said, which is not a surprise. Uh, but you know, Splunk, great software, right? But you have to have an underlying platform to realize all the goodness of Splunk. So when you're when you're designing for Splunk, you need to design for scale and performance. Don't let it grow organically, or you will quickly become frustrated with Splunk because you know of all the goodness that it provides, but you won't be able to realize it because you're sitting and waiting for queries and, and things are crashing, right? So I'll just, right up front, don't make bad hardware decisions. So when you're talking about, you know, compute and, 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 uh, uh, CPU cores and storage and IO and network, it needs to be very thoughtful and merit and team and this collaboration that we have uh, through them with Splunk from an engineering perspective have developed and made available uh, reference architectures that anybody can refer to uh, if they have any questions or needing any input uh, on those those upfront design decisions for scale and performance. Yeah, Jack, I, I think you you've got it right. Because, you know, that old adage, you know, uh, measure twice, cut once. You want to make sure, because that acquisition of that hardware, going through the entire acquisition process of getting it and licensing, it's so important to just take a moment, you've got the information, let it marinate for a few minutes, and then go back and look at it one more time before you uh, make your final decision. Uh, that's, that's a big plus, and you should do it in, in anything. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I, I always love seeing, you know, when technology companies work together for the benefit of the end user, I always think good things come from that. And it's great to hear that that Intel is partnering closely with Splunk to help those Splunk customers recognize the benefits of the platform by designing and deploying best-in-class uh, technologies from Intel to, uh, to power that platform. So awesome to hear. I'm curious before we let you go, I want to get your perspective, uh, Jack, on what you're most excited about Conf is virtual this year. So a lot more attendees probably able to get to all the sessions, but what are you, uh, what are you looking forward to with Conf this year? Yeah. Hard to believe it's right around the corner. seems like we were just coming out of Conf last year, but I gotta tell you, I'm, I am excited about it again. Uh, I, th in, in my opinion, I think it's the best collection of Splunk practitioners data practitioners, security practitioners of uh, all the conferences that are out there. So uh, I look forward to, you know, setting my agenda and attending live sessions and super sessions, but also going back and uh, reviewing, uh, you know, the recorded sessions and, and all that free time that we have. <laughs> Merritt, how about you? What are you looking forward to in this year's virtual conf? Um, first of all, I'm looking forward to just the, the, 
all the new things that are coming and what's happening. And we've had in a, some participation and some great new announcements that are going to come out with uh, Spelunk. So that's pretty awesome. I'm looking forward to not having to walk between sessions and then sit down in the wrong one and then get back up and have to go to the one that's next door because I missed it, you know, because that yeah. seems to happen to me every year. Uh, but it's really the camaraderie and it's being able to get that view of what's going on and it recharges me for the rest of the year. Cause you know, we got so many things going on and you know, you get a nice dose of it and you walk out of there feeling like you learned something you didn't know the day before. So I can't wait for that. Absolutely. Well, I want to say thank you to you gentlemen, both for joining us today, but also to Intel and for sponsoring the big data beards, virtual race to.conf. I think we've had some, if you missed the, the broadcast, great conversations with the team from Intel uh, during the race at Bathurst. And uh, so make sure you tune in on YouTube, just go to youtube.com forward slash big data beard or go to big data beard.com forward slash VR two C. Thanks for listening to this edition of the big data beard podcast. Thank you for listening to the Big Data Beard Podcast on our virtual race to .conf 2020. For more information and to see all of the virtual race content, check out bigdatabeard.com forward slash VR2C. Special thanks to our partners, Splunk, Dell Technologies, Red River, Hippo Digital, Intel, Arrow, and McLaren.